What's poppin' everybody? What's poppin' everybody? What's good? What's good? You in the vet. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the, another edition of the Real Sports Show tonight, y'all. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And we live in the den tonight, everybody. We are live in the den. And we got a few things to go over tonight. We got a few things to go over tonight on live on the show. Because there's been a lot of things that's been popping off lately um, around the industries of the NFL today. And there's a lot of things going around the Washington football team. That it's a lot of things we need to get addressed tonight on the show. And if you're hearing the show tomorrow morning, then, I mean, what you all will hear the show tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, everybody. Y'all will hear this show live tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., everybody. Trust and believe that one. But we got some things to discuss tonight, everybody, and I'm upset because things went from 0 to 100 well, actually, 1,000 very, very quickly. Things went from, one, things went from zero to 1,000 very, very quickly. And it starts off with a man named Darius Geis. Washington football team player, you know, well, former now Washington football team player, who was released Friday night, I mean, who was released Friday afternoon from the Washington football team due to domestic violence, a domestic violence charge, in which he turned himself in, you know, that afternoon. He turned himself in, bailed himself out, got out of the uh, got out of jail, drove home, and found out he was being released by Ron Rivera on Friday afternoon on Friday afternoon. As it was posting up there Friday afternoon. <sighs> you know, it 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 really amazes me as to how stupid, how dumb players really are this year. I mean, how players are really acting around here, you know. There is there's a lot of stupidity going on right now. A lot of stupidity. What makes you so big and bad? You know, you strangle your girl until she damn near, you know, until she damn near passes the hell out, you know. And, and, and then for you to, after that part, you damage property. You know, it was assault and battery on account. Destruction of property. Strangulation is a class six felony in Virginia, which was uh, which was given to Loudon. I mean, which was given by Loudon County Sheriff's Department. Told the Associate Press that Geis was arrested on one count of strangulation, three counts of assault and battery, and one count of destruction of property. Which strangulation is a class six felony, as I said before. 
The team said in a statement it learned of a potential domestic violence situation Thursday, immediately notified the NFL and met with Geis to excuse him from football activities pending a review. After learning of the multiple charges against them, reviewing the case and discussing the matter, Washington said it decided to release Geis. So you're releasing the man after further review, after everything that you got, in account, after you got a further review of what his charges were and everything else, which is the proper thing to do. You know, with the reputation going around the team right now, with everything changing over, with the new environment that it is, that it is in Washington, it was the right thing to do. It was the proper thing to do. And I mean, I don't I don't deny anything from it. At first, I'm going to tell you all a little story. At first, I was on the side for a minute. At first, I was on the side because I was like, well, maybe they did rush the judgment on him. Maybe they did rush, you know, to jump the gun a little bit for him to, you know, be released so quickly that you guys didn't even do a thorough investigation of everything. Y'all didn't even get the inside scoop of what happened. You seen Trouble Kid passed, and you seen him getting in trouble again, and and he's now facing real stress. He was facing major charges here. You decided to get rid of him. I thought that was a bit, you know, a bit ahead of schedule, but before a review call even came down, before they started looking into the investigation of it, I thought that was pretty hasty. But then after I got the real full scoop of everything, everybody, nah, he had to go. You, 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 you literally had to go. There was no coming back from what you did. There was no literal comebacks of a situation where you have to, you could plead a case or do anything. I mean, you can go seek help now. You have a better chance of going to get out there, getting some counseling done, some, uh, some anger management classes done, and do whatever the case may be. It's pending the review of the NFL board now because now it's up to the commissioner now to bring you back into the league or keep you out of the league. It's really up to the commissioner. There is Geis in his first season with Washington. Only played in the pre and played in one snap in a preseason game, got hurt, came I mean, and missed the entire NFL season his first year in. He came back his second year, which was last year, played a total of five games, got hurt again, missed the entire season. Okay. You were showing in those five games, you showed a little spark in those five games that you can do something productive with this team. And this team wanted to see you healthy and back on that field very, very quickly. And I do believe that you would have been a premier running back for this football team, sharing the lows with Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, and all the rest of them rookies that was coming on the team this year. I do believe that you were going to be the, the one of the box load carries of the team this year with the run game. Adrian Peterson would have had no problems with standing back and let you get all the snaps, getting 50% of his snaps in as the first string starter. 
but now you forced Adrian Peterson now to have to pretty much take all the bulk load of the carries this year again. And with Peyton Barber on the team too as well. And Bryce Love returning from an injury that he sustained. Because he also missed it, his pre, his uh, rookie season too as well. Never got a chance to play. And we haven't even got a taste of what he can do. We also got Antonio Gibson on the team. And I might have said his name wrong, but I know his last name is Gibson. Another premier back on the team. You know, so, I mean, it, it it's, it's something. It's one thing for you to be one of the premier players, one of the premier rookies that we want to see on the field, do a lot of damage on the field, score touchdowns, and do what you got to do. You had 248 yards rushing with two touchdowns while you were playing. We wanted to see what you can do with the bulk load of the carries this year. But that seems not going to that 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 vision that we had for you would not happen this year because you had made a mistake. You let your troubles get ahead of you. These incidents, I mean, the uh, now going into the statement, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department said the incidents were reported to the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland where the victim lives. Loudoun County Loudoun officials then learned July 22nd that they happened in that they happened in the, their jurisdiction in February, March, and April. Geist 23 turned himself in and was released on a $10,000 bond, according to the Sheriff's Department. Come on, bro. You, 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 let, let, let's talk about this, people. Let's talk about this real quickly. You coming off an ACL tear. Okay. Your right knee and your left knee, you got injured in the last five games. You got injured in five games. Okay. You were injured. You were hurt. Right knee and left knee. Then it was the left knee again. So, I mean, you tore your ACL in Louisiana. You got in the league. You tore your right. You broke. You had injured your right knee. Then you injured your left knee again last year. You were supposed to be in recovery. You were supposed to be one of the players that was supposed to be hyped up on recovering from these injuries. But instead, you were out here causing problems out there on the field, off the field. You were causing trouble in your personal life. You were doing damage outside of the football that you so loved to do. You loved this sport so much. You loved it so much that you're out there causing problems. Who, in what background, and what nature do you think that you have any right to do what you did? In what background, and what, and what, and what statute do you have? What pro, what 
what legacy did you set in two seasons that you were hurt in? Nothing. You did absolutely nothing but get hurt. To make a mistake like that and you've been hurt twice? Matter of fact, I'm sorry, three times you was hurt in you was hurt when you was playing down at LSU. You came on a team, you dropped, you had a trouble pass in LSU. You had a trouble thing in the in the combine, which dropped you down to the second round. If that wasn't a cause of effect right there, then you going out here, you strangling people. You strangling your girl and whatever have you. You causing problems. You, you tearing up shit and doing whatever the case may be is. But what is, what, what what was the probable cause on that? But it doesn't matter. You got kicked off from millions. You lost millions on top of millions of dollars for one mistake that you could avoid it. Instead of rehabbing your knees getting back in shape for football and knowing that the team is going in a different direction this year because they just signed a man that doesn't take no shit from nobody, Ron Rivera, <laughs> you went out there, you just told it, you just, you just had fun. Have we not learned from the Ezekiel Elliott's of the world? Have we not learned from the Kareem Hunt's of the world? Have we not learned that those type of mis- the only thing that's keeping Ezekiel Elliott in the league today is his background check, his playing the football on a football field because he ain't got hurt yet. He showed what he can do while he was on that field. That is the I believe that is the seriously the only thing that kept him on that field was his progression on the field and his work ethic. His work ethic is what kept him on the field. And you have a billionaire in Jerry Jones, you know, Pop Jones ain't going to let you go nowhere unless he really don't like you. Papa Bear saved his life. Kareem Hunt didn't get that opportunity to win the Super Bowl last season with the Kansas City Chiefs because he did something stupid the same way you just did. And the only reason why he was allowed back in having a second chance in the season is because the Cleveland Browns took up his contract. He went to Cleveland, for Christ's sake. Cleveland ain't won nothing since the damn 70s or the 80s. Cleveland has gone nowhere. They've been irrelevant since for years. Let's put it like that. They've been irrelevant for years. They just got back on the map. People are just now talking about the Cleveland Browns again. Within the past two years, because of one person and two, and a second person, a second addition that they got to their team, which was um, Odell Beckham Jr. Their quarterback was what made them noise. Baker Mayfield is what got them the noise that they wanted. Guys, I I can't I, I can't deal with this man. You you were the guy that everybody was loving to see on the field, but your resume shows you were shit. Your resume don't back up your actions. You supposed to be rehabbing, you strangling somebody. 
You supposed to be rehabbing and your ass out here damaging their property. Your ass out here getting in trouble with the feds, with the cops. Assault and battery. Have you not learned from Ruben Foster's disaster? And he's your teammate, was your teammate. He's got a job. Because his resume is what kept him with a job. His resume is what got him his job back. Doesn't work out for too many players like him. Doesn't work out for too many players like Kareem Hump and Ezekiel Elliott. Because there was another player that didn't get a second chance in life in the NFL. And his name was Ray Rice. Didn't get a second chance in life in the NFL again. Once his story broke, it was over. It was game over for him. Ravens ain't looked good in the run game since. Until just recently. Their run game was tremendously great. With that boy on the field. Run game was going to look solid this year for the Washington football team until you got us in some trouble. Until you got into some trouble. And now we have to look forward to our rookies, to our rookies to step up this year. Bryce Love, it's all yours now, baby. Can you be the Chris Thompson that we need? Can Antonio Gibson be the Chris Thompson that we need in the backfield? That third down back. We need a third down back. Peyton Barber, we already know what you can do on the field. Adrian AP, Adrian Peterson, baby. We already know what you could do. And I know damn well you looking for a thousand yard season this year, baby. I know you are. Because you're committed to the football team. Even though you had your troubles in the past before, too. But I've seen these though that you have learned from your mistakes as well, too. Guy should have had his ass down there with you. This offseason. Guys should have been working out with you, calling your phone up, trying to see how you could read the playbook, how you do things off the field, how you repair yourself, how you get prepared for the up and coming season. Guys should have been out there with you. Hell, all the running backs should have been out there with you at your training camp. But the damn the, the only problem is is that he wasn't. He was rehabbing on his own. He was doing everything on his own. He was on Twitter. He was on this. He was on that. You playing a damn video game instead of recovering and reviving. Yeah, we've seen all your videos of you doing weightlifting training, getting that knee prepared. We've seen how strong your legs were. We've seen all of that. But that don't matter. It doesn't matter what you what you what you're trying to do. It only matters what you show on the field and what you do in the off season. Strangulation ain't one. Assault and battery ain't two. And and and, and a domestic violence situation ain't three. You are an NFL football player. You need to act like one. You are held to the highest standards known to any other football player in the in 
that comes down before the NFL. You guys are on the market. Can be traded away at any time frame. Can lose money at any time frame. Can have a season career injury at any time frame. Your money ain't guaranteed at no time frame. I hope you saved your money. Because I'd be damned if you find another team this year probably. And if they don't suspend your ass for the rest of the season, I don't know what they're going to do to you. But I do, I'm do. i going to leave this on a good note, though, before we switch gears here, everybody. I'm going to leave this on a good note. Guys, I do wish you well. I hope that you get the the the, the process of recovering very, very well. I wish you luck. I wish you a promising future. I hope that you go get the help that you need. I hope that you go find out what it was that bugged you, tweaked you, whatever it was. I do hope that you find everything that you need this off season. I mean, this season. I would love to see you on another team coming soon. I wish you luck. But I don't believe that you will ever be a Washington football team player or whatever the hell this team name decides to name themselves coming up later on down the road. I don't foresee you coming back here. I just don't. I think you – I don't think you was that much trouble until this year. I do wish you the best of luck. But we got to move on from you. We got to get Adrian Peterson ready to go. We got to get Bryce Love ready to go. We got to get these rookies ready to go. We got to get this football team ready to go in the right direction. And it's zero tolerance, as you can see, everybody. So please, 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 if you are a football player playing for the Washington football team, please hear my words. It's zero tolerance. None of these mistakes that you're making off the field is tolerant. It's going to be tolerated. You cannot do anything off the field that brings bad tensions to this football team or you will be fired. It's no ifs. There's no ands. There's no buts about it. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing else you can say about it. If it's bad publicity for this football team this season, you're gone. And that's sad to say that, but you're gone. But now, we're going to shift gears a little bit, talk about another situation that's going on with the Washington football team in good limelight. Alex Smith, everybody. Alex Smith, yes, I said it his name, and I'm going to say his name again. Alex Smith, everybody, is back, baby. <laughs> he is back. And Alex Smith looks great in training camp right now, even though he's been a put on the pulp list for right now, though. And that doesn't mean he's out for the rest of the season, though, but that boy is back. And he's coming to claim his title as the QB1 of this football team this coming season. Because he didn't really lose the job. He only lost the job because he got injured. But I believe that this man is ready to go this year. And he's been put on the pulp list, though, but we're going to see what he can do. We have three quarterbacks in the room. We got Dwayne Haskins. We got Kyle Island. And we got that bad man, Alex Smith. 
who knows this football team in and out. Who was working with Dwayne Haskins as he was going through his pro day. With the team. And it's off season. They've been working together. You just don't hear about it, but they've been working together. But when competition comes around, Dwayne, your job is to easily lose one. It's yours to lose. They're starting over fresh, so it's your job to lose. Everybody's wondering who's going to be the starting quarterback this year. Dwayne, you got competition this year, baby. You got competition. And if you don't come in there guns blazing, I know you lost some weight, baby, but if you don't come out there guns blazing, one of these boys is going to take your spot. And I do believe Kyle Allen would not take over Alex Smith's spot. I do not believe that he would do that. I don't believe that he would take he would outrun Alex Smith. No, hell no. The only competition I see on this team is Dwayne Haskins versus Alex Smith for the number one spot. And that leads me into my next thing. Who will be number one, QB one, day one, when the regular season starts, if it starts this year? Because I'm excited to hear about who's going to be number one on this team. I'm excited to see who can man up and muster up the power to beat out somebody for number one this year. You know what I mean? And it it it's it's gonna be something of a it's gonna be something of a sight to see this year. It's gonna be something of a sight to see this year. And I'm excited to see it about it. Oh, excuse me, everybody. But I'm excited to see about it. I really am. I wanna know who's gonna be that QB one? Who's gonna take over the helm for the Washington football team? Will it be Alex Smith making a breakout season comeback that we've been all waiting for to see? You know what I mean? What, what would it be? Because we have a lot of things we got to run, and we got a lot of things that we need to see this year before we start saying, okay, well, um, yeah, Alex Smith is our guy again. Or, uh, all right, everybody, we're going to stick with uh, Dwayne Haskins here this year because he's been growing outside the football camp and we've been waiting to see what it was that he was going to do and blah, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. Nah, this year is going to be the competition year. This year is it's time to nut up or shut up this year. And it's time to go. It's time to go forth and do great and amazing things this year because this year... I do believe will be the year of some greatness. It's got to be the year of greatness. It's got to be the year of what this team can do and what this team can't do. We got to see what it is. You understand what I'm saying, everybody? We got to see what we can do this year. And with this team doing exactly what exactly what they're supposed to be doing, changing the culture around here, I don't believe we had that long to find. And we, it's not going to take that long to figure out who will be QB one at the end of the season. I mean, before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that it will take that long. 
But what I do believe is that since the return of Alex Smith, you know, this is going to be something dangerous this year. This team is going to be dangerous at quarterback, regardless of who's going to be the quarterback this year. We got a man coming for Carolina, Kyle Allen, who knows Ron Rivera's playbook by the back of his hand. We got Dwayne Haskins coming in fresh, fresh leg man. But also coming off a rookie season, who he's only played a half a season, pretty much. We got Alex Smith, who's been in the league for damn near years. Who knows football. Who can get the ball down the field effectively. But the question is about him is, is that can he still hang with the big boys, the speed that's coming off that line, off the defensive side, though? That's the question. That is the question. Another thing that Washington football fans should be excited about this year is that Reuben Foster has been activated off the pulp list this year. All right? Then if you don't know what the pulp list is, it's the physically unable to perform list. Reuben Foster has been announced that he has been removed from that list and following the roster move. He's been put on the roster from the injury pup list. From the physically unable to perform list. After last season, he heard it, he tore his ACL last season and was unable to perform last year. So we never got a chance to see what the defense could look like with our boy Ruben Foster on the team, though. Now, this boy is supposed to be coming out here hungry. This boy is supposed to light it up on the field this year. Light it up as a linebacker on the field this year. And we want to see what our DBs can do. Our defensive backs, we need some help back there, though. Don't get me wrong. We need some help back there. And our secondary, we can look in a little shaky, though, but we're going to get some help back there, though. I do believe that we're going to get the amount of help that we need this year in our backfield this year, though. We're going to get the help that we need this year. It might not be a pre- It might not be a postseason year. It might not be. But damn it if we ain't going to try to push for the postseason this year, though. Damn it if we ain't going to try. So, with that all being said, everybody, I'm excited to see what this football team is going to do this year. And next season, once we're out of this COVID-19 pandemic season, I'm really excited to see what the odds are this year for our team this year moving forward all right i'm really excited to see about that though so everybody we're going to take a brief brief commercial break and we'll be right back with more of the real sports show everybody hey y'all it's tony i'm here today to tell you about my small business called financially tone financially tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show. 
All right, everybody, we're back live and then. <laughs> thank y'all for that brief. Uh, thank y'all for listening to our brief commercial break. <laughs> you know, if you need your bookkeeping, you know, bookkeeping records, let her know. Y'all give her the call. Give up the email. Let them know. Anyways, so we're going to move right into our next topic of the day, of the hour. Basketball season is in full swing, everybody. And we still got the undefeated team of the Phoenix Suns who just defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, 128-101. to This team has been on fire, everybody. Inside this bubble, I don't know what sparked this team inside this bubble this year, though, but they have been winning back-to-back-to-back games in here. And for right now in the standings, the Phoenix Suns, they only sit maybe they're only two spots out of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today or tomorrow, they would not be in it, though, but they're only two spots. They're only one spot out of ninth place. Technically, they're only four spots. I mean, they're only two spots out of eighth place, everybody. They're only two spots out of eighth place. This team is making noise. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, this team has been making noise. They've been making splashes this year. It, ever since they came out of this bubble, I mean, inside this bubble, they've been put inside this bubble, they're on a six-game win streak. They've won eight of the last two games that they didn't played with a record of 32 and 39 right now. They are the team to beat in the West right now. They're hungry. They're young. They're fresh. They're ready to roll. They're ready to roll. Phoenix is ready to roll, believe it or not. Devin Booker just dropped 35 points in the Suns topping the thunder this year. I mean, in this game tonight. And remain perfect in the restart. They're not playing any games this year. I knew this team had potential. I knew this team had potential, and I wasn't sleeping on this team at all. Phoenix is going to be something to play with. I mean, something to mess with to come in the next years. Coming to the next seasons again, probably not this season, but next season. They're going to be somebody to mess with. They're going to be in contention. They're going to be in contention for the playoffs. They're going to be like the seven. They're going to be like the six or seven seed coming in the next two years, probably. If they can keep this team fresh and young the way they are. And they keep winning in this rebuild. Now, I understand. Now, hold on, everybody. Now, before y'all even get out of control with, oh, man, they just in a restart mode. They're in the restart mode. And then all the players in it, all the players not even in there, man. So, uh, it's not all the players. It doesn't matter. Teams are still teams. Players are still players. People are still playing basketball to their full potential right now. I don't give a damn if it was a restart or a non-restart. The Phoenix Suns are strong. And they're coming to play. They showing up. And they're beating big name teams that are already having their playoff spots right now. They're beating the teams that already got playoff spots. OKC says the fifth seed right now. As the fifth seed right now. They beat a team that already has the fifth seed right now. 
So what does that tell you? They're hungry. They're hungry to play. I wish I could have said it about the Wizards. I wish I could be talking about the Wizards right now, but they just been eliminated. They're eliminated from competition, period. They can't buy a win. I don't understand how the Wizards can't buy a damn win. They've been on a six-game losing streak ever since the rebuild started. They physically have just been beaten. Beaten down to the to the point where they're on a six-game losing streak. They're just kind of canceling the season out and trying to get back John Wall. Damn it if you can get John Wall back. I don't understand how this team, they started good. They started a little bit fresh. They were in the AFC. All of a sudden, you jump down. You jump it downward. You dropped four seeds. You dropped. You got, a, you got eliminated. You're in the 10th seed now. You was up there in the 7th. You was up there. You were, you were good. Now you're 10th. Because y'all came in the re- restart not ready. None of your games have been close. None of your games have been even competitive. You were winning at one point, and then you just stopped winning. I don't understand that. You just stopped winning. Since this full rebuild, this full restart mode, you guys haven't been playing right. You guys haven't been doing anything. You're losing games by 8, 11 points a game. And sometimes even more than that. Nobody is watching you all play. And the playoffs are about to start. I'm trying to tell y'all something. (laughs) I'm trying to tell y'all something. If they don't get their shit together and come next season, they might just have to do a a full rebuild of the team. You got some pieces there. But you're not the team to talk about this year, though. You're not the team to talk about this year. You're you're not even in competition this year. You're not even in full competition mode. So as it stands right now, who clinched the playoffs this year? Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana, the 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, of course, and the Orlando Magics have all clinched a playoff spot. Coming out west, everybody knows them big dominating Lakers, baby. Them Lakers, baby. Yes. 51 and 18. The Lakers have clinched the number one seed in the in the Western Conference. The Clippers are right behind them. The Denver Nuggets are right then and there at the third seed. The Houston Rockets are four. Coming in at number five is OKC Thunder. Utah, number six. The Dallas Mavericks, number seven. And then the battle for the eighth seed goes on. The battle for the eighth seed is on its way. It's on its way.
And anybody, and I do mean anybody, could take that eighth seed from the Memphis Grizzlies, who right now sits not comfortable as the eighth seed for right now in the playoffs. That eighth seed is sitting there waiting to be grabbed. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Phoenix Suns just jump two spots into the eighth seed. Damn if I wouldn't be shocked. And damn if I wouldn't see the L.A. Lakers versus this young, talented team of the Phoenix Suns. This hungry-ass team, I should say, and the Phoenix Suns. I want to see this showdown. I want to see who got talent on this team. I want to see if Devin Booker can push them into the playoffs this year. I want to see Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs this year. I really want to see it. Hell, I paid for the tickets to go see it if there were tickets to be bought because the NBA is in a bubble. I will pay to go see that one. That That's something right there that I would love to go see because Phoenix ain't been relevant since. Booker and Aiden are like the dynamic duo right now. They're killing it on the floor. Kelly Oubre, all of them are killing it on the floor. We got to wait and see game on that one because I want to see if the Phoenix Suns can jump up two spots and is an eighth seed. If Portland going to go down like that. Are the Grizzlies going to go down like that? Who's going to take the eighth seed? We're waiting to see this. Is it Phoenix's year to go into the playoffs this year? Or is it Portland's season again? Is it the Grizzlies season again? We have all known that this year, it was iffy anyway. Everybody was playing for the seeds. Everybody was planning that the Lakers and the Clippers would go, which they are going. We already have our teams that are already competitive anyway that were going to go anyway. The top seeds were already con- already conceded. Whether it was going to be the Clippers or the Lakers, or the, it, it, it was going to be Clippers or Lakers this year. With that powerhouse team that they got. Now we're waiting to see who takes the eighth seed. In the West. Because the West has now been fully competitive. And since the restart and since this year. Go to state for the first time in some years. Are finally eliminated out of contention. In the West. For the first time in years, in the last five, I want to say the last five years, three to four, I'm going to say four to five years now, that the Golden State Warriors have not been, is not relevant this year at all, period. And that's just due to some injuries that's going down. That's just due to a lot of play. I mean, their key players aren't playing right now. Their key players aren't on the court right now. No fault to them but they're just not on the court right now. That's okay. We got next season to see what they're going to do next season. It's time to bring the noise next season. But actually, this season in the restart, it's time to bring that noise. It's time to see what the league is going to look like this year. Who's going to be that competitive team this year to take the championship? Will it be the Lakers this year in Kobe's honor? 
Or will it be somebody else? We don't know. Will LeBron get his championship? Will AD get a championship? Or will Kawhi come in and be the the ring killer for the Lakers? Will Paul George get his first ring? Being a clipper. You understand what I'm saying, people? It's something that we got to see. These playoffs is going to get heated this year. These playoffs are on fire this year. And the NBA ain't turning around because it's playoff time frame. Coming soon. It's playoffs. It's do or die. It's it's now time to nut up or shut up. Come this season. It's time to nut up or shut up this season. And I'm waiting to see who's going to grab that championship this year. Moving right along. Everybody, we're going to switch the little topics here. Moving right along. Is MLB in trouble? Is baseball in trouble with the COVID with the COVID nineteen pandemic looming away? There's been a lot of players that was catching COVID nineteen. The Marlins have caught COVID nineteen. A lot of other teams have caught COVID nineteen, and their games are being suspended due to COVID nineteen. Are was they ready to start? The answer to that question is. There's no real dynamic answer to that, though. But I do believe that the answer to that question, I don't think they were ready to start. I think they should have followed the same trend and pattern as, you know, as the basketball did, as the WNBA did, as the uh, NBA did. Put everybody inside of a bubble and play on one field. Or not even play on one field, play on two fields, build two fields up. Had two games running at the same time. Who was ready for that? But we'll find out more on our next show. Now, I'm going to shift gears a little bit on that after that, though, too. Because the WNBA has been on my mind, too, as well, though. And them girls have been going out there balling out, too, as well. And I got to give them ups to that, too. They've been playing ball. They've been out there doing what they got to do. And it is all good in the WNBA. The WNBA has reported no positive tests, no positivity tests of coronaviruses going around the WNBA. The players have been safe. That's a good damn thing to hear that nobody has coronavirus or COVID-19 in the WNBA. Diana Taurasi exited the game with an apparent hip injury and a loss. That was two days ago, everybody, but she seems to be doing okay for right now, though. We're going to find out how bad it is, and we'll, and we'll go forward from there. Um, For right now... It, it it seems to be that the, you know that the WNBA has followed the right train of thought process and they're doing very very well. And looking into the standings of this year, the Mystics are sitting in the second seed right now at three and four right now as they start their season off. For right now, they're two games out of first place, right behind the Chicago uh, the Chicago Sky. The Seattle Storm is leading the Western Conference at six and one. Right behind them are the Las Vegas Aces that's sitting at five and two. 
and the L.A. Sparks, my lovely team, the L.A. Sparks, are sitting in the fourth seed. I mean, sitting at number four in the Western Conference at four and three right now. And Dallas Wings are sitting three and four in last place right now as the WBA season starts out right now. The New York Liberty is sitting at number six right now, even though they had some good draft picks coming in this year. They're one and six right now. And just above them is the Connecticut Sun. They're sitting at one and six right now, too, as well. So they're tied for last place right now. Or both teams are tied for fifth place. It doesn't really matter. They're tied right now. But that is your WNBA report for right now, though. We'll have more information for y'all coming up on the next show. Uh, I wanna I wanna also talk about this fight. And we're gonna spend the last few minutes talking about this fight, everybody. We're gonna talk about this fight. Roy Jones Jr. and Iron Mike Tyson. We're gonna last talk about this show right here. And and you know, I I, I like talking about a little bit of this because it sounds funny to me that these two people will be getting in the ring and facing off with each other, both two knockout experts at their um in their crafts in the heavyweight division. And with Mike Tyson being fifty six, I mean fifty and six, forty four knockouts, he's fifty four years old to, as of today. Not today, but you know, he's fifty six years old. I mean fifty four years old. Still trying to go out there and you know, trying to fight again and come back and fight again. It's an exhibition match, of course, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And, I mean, for these two to get in the ring, it's a fight to see. For these two old guys getting in the ring, Roy Jones, well, Roy Jones Jr., 66-9, and nine, 47 knockouts, you know, he's right behind Tyson. He just left the league. I mean, he just left the boxing arena just later on down the road that Tyson did. But if I had to pick somebody to win this fight, to be literally honest with everybody, I don't know what everybody's opinion of this is, though, but I think it's the funniest shit ever, though. If I had to pick somebody to to win this expedition fight, I'm going to have to go with Mike Tyson. And I know everybody will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted him, Mike Tyson to win anyway. He he just loves Mike Tyson because he knows Mike Tyson is just a brawler. He's just a fighter. He, da, 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 da. No. When it comes down to smartness and technique, Tyson has that technique. Now, when Roy Jones Jr. left, he was he's still he's still top of his craft though. He's still got a little bit left. He got that tank left in him, you know what I mean? Tyson's been out the game for a long time frame. He's been out the league for a long time frame. And this is not something that you can just shift back into in boxing again and think that you got it all upstairs and think that you're gonna all just come out there and oh yeah, I'm just gonna whoop somebody's ass and and the first matchup again. Nah, it ain't the same. Legs don't work the same. The head ain't working the same. The the speed don't work the same, though. But I know everybody has seen a lot of his training, Tyson's training, as of lately, because he's been posting them on his page and everything like that, though. So it, it, it it's something to see. It's going to be a true sight to see, and I tell y'all this for sure. 
It's going to be a true sight to see. And I can't wait to see it, even though it's been postponed for a minute. But I'm, I can't wait to see it. I really can't. And I want to see it so badly that I might actually pay for this fight, though. I might actually go get some tickets to pay for this fight. I mean, go on pay-per-view and pay for this fight whenever it happens. This exhibition fight, you know, is something that I want to see. I want to see Mike Tyson fighting. Everybody back in the day did never never wanted to pay for a Mike Tyson fight because it was over too quickly. It was over in the first 30 damn seconds of the dad dad going uh, of the bout. Tyson incites you out in the first 30 seconds of a fight. Or it never went past the fourth round with Tyson in the fight in his prime. Roy Jones Jr. might dance with you a couple times, though. He might dance with you. It might go six rounds. But this is an eight-round bout. And Mike Tyson said he has plenty of confidence going into this fight. This is the exhibition. This ain't something that we're going to see. They're going to throw blow for blow. They're going to get in there. They're going to wrestle around a little bit. They're going to do a lot of different things. But... Coming out of this fight, though, I think if Tyson wanted to win this fight against Roy Jones Jr., he's going to have to go back, and he's going to have to brawl. He's going to have to be a brawler a little bit. He's going to have to go out there, move around a little bit, not dance too much, but get in there and get close to him. Reach-wise, he's going to get in a little closer to Roy Jones. Roy Jones has the height advantage and the reach advantage in this fight. Height and reach don't count for shit, though, because of the fact of the matter is if somebody can get in close to you and put their weight in their in, into their punches, you're going down regardless. You're going to go down at the right hit. You're going down at the body. If Tyson can get in the body of Roy Jones, and, I mean, if he could really start working his body down and breaking that body down with, them, uh, with the body punches, it, it, it's something to see. I don't think this fight is going to come down to a scorecard, though, but I really don't believe that it will. But even in the event that it does, it was a good fight to see. Now, I know they're talking about November for this fight, but like I said, even if it came down to a scorecard, a scorecard, if it comes down to a scorecard, I got Roy Jones winning this scorecard. But if it came down to a knockout situation or somebody getting knocked down first, I'm going to have to say Tyson's going to win this fight because Tyson got the better power punch. And and if Tyson don't go in there just looking for that power punch to knock somebody out with at the beginning of the fight, he should be able to carry himself through the fight. He should be able to go into this fight mentally and physically prepared and be ready to go and be ready to fight Roy Jones Jr. Now, both of them are big, big phenomenons in their years of fighting in boxing. Their years of fighting in boxing, they've been real, they're real icons in boxing. Mike Tyson in his era, Roy Jones Jr. in his era. Both big talked about names in their own primary eras of fighting. But when it comes down to a showdown, when it comes down to a showdown, 
This is going to be the fight to see. This is going to be the fight that everybody needs to go pay for. This is going to be the fight that everybody's going to need to break their necks off and go and go watch one last time. You see Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. going in the ring fighting one-on-one. I know damn well if you don't want to pay for it, you need to go to a bar. If the bars are open around this time frame, and go watch the damn fight. Make sure you wear your mask, everybody. Make sure you have your mask on and everything else, though. But this is going to be one of them fights you want to sit down and get drunk off of. This is going to be one of them fights where you're going to sit down and be like, damn, I actually got to watch history in the making. They're coming out of retirement to fight. They're coming out of retirement. They want to fight. Error versus error. You know, um, decade versus decade, if you want to put it like that. And we're going to see who's the experienced person in this fight. We're going to see who's in better shape in this fight. Yeah, Mike Tyson been out there rumbling and, and, and hitting the bag a lot. He's been out there moving. Looked like he's getting faster, but it looks like but it looks like he's getting faster, but we could be wrong. But them punches still hurt. Them body shots still hurt. <laughs> you ain't training the same way to be fast no more. You're just training to hurt somebody now. And... To be honest with y'all, this reminds me of, I don't know if anybody's seen this movie, Rocky Balboa, but it kind of reminds me of that fight right there when Rocky Balboa went into the ring after he'd been out of the league, after he'd been out of the boxing ring for years, you know, and wanted to fight again, and he put this young man, uh, I can't think of the young man's name in the movie though right now, though, but he went up against a young man in the ring and he he was hurting him. He was hurting him with body shots. He was hurting him with blows. It was an exhibition fight, but he was hurting him with them blows. Sly gave him all the work that he can give him. But, you know, it is what it is, though. Young versus old. They're not that far apart from each other, no. But in this bout, it's going to be young versus old, pretty much. And... Like I said, though, it's going to be something of a of an error versus error kind of period in this matchup. So I'm excited to see that, though. I'm very excited to see who will win that matchup and who is going to get off their feet first. I mean, who's going to get knocked off their feet first if it ever happens. That's if it happens. But if it doesn't happen, then, hey, who the hell cares? We got to see a fight. You know, we got to see Mike Tyson fight again. We got to see Roy Jones Jr. fight again. Who the hell cares? We just want to see a fight. And it probably might be a better shot of a, it might be a better fight than what we've seen in previous years. This might actually be a, 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 a one-two hitter. We don't know until we find out the fight. Now, this fight is expensive, everybody, though. Don't get me wrong. This fight is very expensive. But who the hell cares? Let's go out there and see a fight, though, right? Let's go find out a fight. But everybody, um, this is all the time I have for, um, on the show, everybody, tonight. I mean, today, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I want to thank everybody for supporting the show. Um, please hit that support button for $0.99, cent, $4.99, or $9.99. Please hit that support button, everybody. We love y'all, and we thank y'all for supporting the show. Y'all been a great audience. Y'all been a great. Y'all been very, very great on the show thank y'all for coming in thank y'all for leaving your comments thank y'all for just supporting the show in general i thank y'all i appreciate y'all i love y'all 
I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and this has been another edition of The Real Sports Show, everybody. Thank y'all. And we out, everybody. Thank y'all for listening.